Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. Good to see you guys. Today we have a funny guest. I'll say that. He's funny. I mean, it was a funny episode full of intriguing stories about his life. David Lucas, as you read on the title, a fellow comedy store door guy like myself, if you didn't already know that. You may know him from his own podcast that he does with William Montgomery, who you may know both of them from Kill Tony. A lot of crossover. I think a lot of my fans of this podcast probably listen to Kill Tony and other comedy podcasts. Maybe you don't. Some people don't like it. Some people do. I think some of you do. I've had Tony. I've had pretty much all the characters from Kill Tony on the podcast. Almost all of them. David Lucas. I had today very interesting story. A lot of stuff I didn't know about him. I interviewed David Lucas about a week ago because I'm backlogging some episodes just to make it so I'm not rushing each week. But tonight, and this is Saturday night, so this episode is being released four days from now. I'm getting ahead of it. But Saturday night, I opened up for Drew Lynch at the Irvine Improv. And that is a drive-in movie-style show. They just took over the whole top of the parking structure, put up a giant screen with cameras on me or on the comedians, and then people pull in, fill up the whole lot with cars, and they watch from their car, and they have us on their radio station like a drive-in movie. When I heard about this, I was like, ugh, that doesn't sound like it would be a good show. I mean... You wouldn't be able to hear people's laugh, but they, or laughs, plural, hopefully I'm getting more than a laugh, but they line up all the trucks in the front row, the pickup trucks, and people come out and sit on their truck bed, and then the back rows are people in their car, so you're kind of performing to 40 real people, and then a bunch of honking instead of laughs. Not going to lie to you, not nearly as good as a real show in California, they shut down the real shows. And yeah, I went to Des Moines a week ago. I was in Nashville. I've done a little Arizona. I've done a little traveling. I would like to do more, but I'm not famous or anything. So I take what I can get. But did the drive-in movie theater show. They offered me $250. So I was like, got to do it an hour away. Went and did it. And it was pretty fun. It was nice to get out of the house and just be around the comedy business. There was a lot of industry people there. My manager and his company came and watched the show. And that always makes me a little nervous because you feel like, oh, you got to do good to make these people think like they're making the right choice betting on you and trying to get you jobs. But I think it went okay. I was happy with it. Drew seemed happy. Got some nice photos. Had a photographer there. I'm excited to see the photos from it. Anyway, this is a long, boring story, but it just felt like turning this into a diary intro, but let's get into the interview. I'll see if I could think of anything else to talk about after we get into a clip of David Lucas, our guest tonight, today. I like weird shit. Like, I like ghosts. Anybody else like ghosts? Ghosts, nigga. I like ghosts, yeah. But I think the spirit realm, they need to, like, step their game up. You know what I'm saying? Because every time there's a ghost sighting, like in a movie, TV, or anything, it's always like a 17th century ghost. 
And I believe enough niggas don't die in the past 200 years <laughs> to where we could get a modern ghost sighting, you know what I mean? Because every time you walk down the hallway, you just see that old white ghost that just stare there and point at you like this, you know what I'm saying? With the big ass eyes. But can you imagine walking down the hallway and you see a ghost from 2006? Like all you see is gold teeth and a FUBU jersey. The black ghost, he be cracking the soldier boy and shit like you. That nigga go back to lean with it and rock with it and disappear, you know what I'm saying? Catch it and reappear. Cause you know the black ghost gonna be asking you for some old stupid ass shit like, uh, hey nigga, can I get a ride? Uh, like where the hell you going? You dead? You know what I'm That was David Lucas, pretty funny comedian, pretty good guest on the pod. Hope you enjoyed him. Thought of something else to talk about. I posted on my Instagram that I was looking for someone who builds cabinets or a carpenter. Didn't really put why, but the reason was wanted to get some help building my van. I've kind of, you know, I've done a lot of work on it myself and with my friend Chase. But I've just kind of hit this point where I just want to get it done. And I've been part of that's been on me because I've been busy and I keep the van in San Diego. And I've been traveling around the country in L.A. So part of it's I haven't put as much time as I would like to. But then part of me is just like, who cares? I need to get this thing done. And I was really amazed, number one, how many carpenters and people who built cabinets follow me on Instagram. I thought I was going to maybe get one or two responses. I feel like I got 10 people saying, me, I do that stuff. Most of them aren't near me, but the amount of response I got and people who offered to help me for free, just, uh, man, the internet is cool. It is really cool. Someone sent me a new unlicensed therapy sign. It's not going to be in this episode, but I'm excited to put that in the background for future episodes. And they built me a wood sign for my podcast studio and the door. No, I'm not famous or anything, but the fact that I have people offering to help me build cabinets and sending me wood signs, I'm appreciative. It feels, it's cool. It's a cool... Wow, it's, uh, you know, it's cool to brag about the friends. Oh, you like that wood sign? Yeah, one of my followers on Instagram made it. I don't know if that sounds like Hollywood of me to say or uh, show-offy, but yeah, I'm bragging. I'm bragging. I had a person on the internet mail me a Baltic birch laser-engraved wood sign. It's pretty cool. I feel like... I'm moving up in the world. I mean, I've lo- I'm losing money every month on the podcast and comedy because of the pandemic. So I'm not not doing that great. I'm getting a free wooden sign. Relax. I'm still poor. But, hey, it's a stepping stone. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the episode with David Lucas. Let's get into it. You're it. 
fight single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Yeah, I think I've had two homosexual guests on the podcast that I can remember. <laughs> so I'm gonna call it what it is, man. Fuck that shit. Fuck cancel culture, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're bad. Yeah, you're a bad boy. I didn't know you rolled like that. Just dropping f bombs. Come on, man. Damn, I, dude. I'm, I'm a nigga that support Trump. What you expect? That's true. That's true. Aren't you scared of like anything? Like what? I don't know. Not booking something because of it? Losing out on thousands of dollars? The thousands that I lose will come multiple times. From all those F word users. Uh, It's like you got some people in America who are not scared of cancel culture. Like, I hate this soft-ass culture we live in, bro. Oh, me too. Like, I grew up with a granddad that used to punch me in the chest. You know what I'm saying? And he'd be like, I'll punch you in the chest to make sure you ain't gay. So Is that how that works? I mean, to him, he had to make <laughs> he had to make sure I wasn't soft. And I ain't talking about no teenage. I'm talking about as a kid. Yeah. So that's how I grew up, bro. I grew up with a granddad that called me a Now, faggot. here's the question. Why did he think you were gay? He didn't think I was gay. Were you gay as a child? No. And he, was, and he beat it out of you? <laughs> he it's was, okay if you were. I ain't judging. He would just say, I'm going to punch you in the chest to make sure you're not gay. So if there is any gayness in I'm me. I'm kicking it out of you. Right. He was like, I'm going to beat it out your ass. When I was a little kid, <laughs> I uh, would take my mom's high heels and wear them around the house. There's pictures of me wearing my mom's high heels at age like three to four. So I think I, I used to be gay. I did that once, man, and my granddaddy tried to kill me. <laughs> For real. I put my mom's wig on her high heels, and I started walking. Yeah. Like, I've always had a sense of humor. Yeah. I started walking around. That motherfucker tried to break my neck, dog. That seems extreme <laughs> to murder a gay child. My granddaddy was extreme, bro. We talking about the 90s. Is he still around or not? Nah, he died last year. It was. I was, happy he died. I was happy he died. <laughs> what? I was happy he died. What? I was sad at the same time, man. Why are you happy? You just He was too harsh? Because, like, when you grow older, you realize, like, that shit is abuse. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, that's not So you had some animosity towards him. A lot of animosity, just how he was. And, like, I get it. You know, like, he grew up on a plantation, you know? So it's like... Wait, how old was he? uh, Maybe 80-something. Damn. But he grew up up as a sharecropper, you know? So... And, okay, you're going to have to culture me here. What is a sharecropper? Um, so if I'm Because when I think plantation, I think of slavery. Well, I mean, it was a former plantation, but, you know, these people had to be there to work a debt off. So it was a form of slavery, in a way. It was what slavery was, and but then now he, now he gets freedom. paid a little bit and right. has a little more freedom. But right. he essentially he's doing the job that the slaves did. Exactly. So yeah. that's how he grew up, bro. I, are the, is that still a thing or no? Shit, I wouldn't doubt it. I heard there's more people in slavery right now than there was back when niggas was enslaved. I heard that, too. Uh, black people is what is what I heard that about, <laughs> not not the little thing you said. Uh, but but I heard, but I think. Yeah. Now hear me out. I think there's not more slaves now, or there is more slaves now, but only because there's so many more people. Yeah. Now there's eight billion people almost in the world. So just even if there's a tiny, tiny, tiny slave trade in the world, it's going right. to be. Big in comparison to when there was two billion people. Exactly, in the world or whatever. bro. Like that's what I tell. Like a lot of people don't understand statistics and don't understand numbers. You know, like 
when, you know, people find out I live in L.A., they be like, oh, y'all got a million cases of COVID. I'd be like, motherfucker, we live in a county with like 20 million people. Right. Like, the stats are not, we're probably, if you put us statistically, we're probably better than a lot of y'all. We just got so many fucking people. And also, who cares if we all have COVID? <laughs> that just means we're cool. I already had that shit. Yeah, I did too. I had it and I took the vaccine. You did? Well, that's why I tell women. My baby mama, my baby mama work at uh, UCLA. She just took the vaccine today. Now, do you uh, do you only have one baby mama? Um, I got two baby mamas. That's tight, dude. Yeah. I'm a real nigga, man. Yeah, you're the <laughs> blackest guy I know. Just off that alone. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of comedians. You know, I grew up um, pretty affluent. You know, and um, I was the only child. I mean, my mama raised. And you still knocked up two chicks. Still knocked up two chicks, cause man, like. I don't know, bro. Like, I'm the hoodest out of all my family members. <laughs> Do you, like, because you grew up affluent, is there, are you compensating for hoodness? I don't know. I was, I was thugging, bro, for no reason. <laughs> for, that's what <laughs> I mean. Didn't have to. Just to be different from your family. Bro, look, we didn't always have it. So, like, when I was first born, we was in the hood, you know? And I didn't start maybe living in the burbs until I was, like, 9 or 10. So, like, everybody I related to was in the hood. Got it. So it's like it was instilled in you, right? From your so even though I was at a different school, like I didn't, I didn't get along with those private school motherfuckers. Like a couple, sure. But like the people that I related to the most was like the fools who was living worse than me back in the hood. So, so in your head, were you like, I'm gonna join a gang? I mean, because <laughs> everyone when there's a little kid kind of pretends to be a gangster. I was in a gang in high school. You were in a gang. Yeah, but Did it was um, so the reason they put me was in it a real gang or were they kind of you know? Oh, yeah, they was about pretending. They was about it. But they, I, I played football, so, like, I really didn't have to go out there and do as much craziness. I didn't really start doing craziness till like, my late teens, bro. Like, I'll tell you a story about that, where this one chick probably saved me from a 10-year sentence. Oh, yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, um, I ain't even going to mention the gang, because I don't even want... I think all that shit is dumb now. Yeah, yeah. It, I, we'll just say a gang. Yeah. In Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Macon, Macon, Georgia. In a gang in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. So a know, redneck black gang. <laughs> nah, they was hood as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be hood and redneck? Yeah, it's plenty yeah. of them, bro. Plenty of them. <laughs> I hood mean, redneck. Look at me now, bro. I got a camouflage hat on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't. I don't picture you as redneck. You might be. Maybe you grew up redneck, but now I like, I like you're LA. Of, you got nice clothes. Yeah. You, I like a lot of redneck activity. Rednecks don't have podcasts. Let's say that. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't have nice teeth. Yeah, or nice teeth. They definitely not living in West Hollywood. Yeah, maybe you're a former redneck. Yeah. Redneck reformer. Country boy, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, country boy. I like to ride dirt bikes and shit. So what's the story you could have gotten 10 years? All right, but before that, um, I grew up with a mom who worked, you know, very hard. Uh Um, She had me fairly young. So, uh, you know, that's what I like about white parents. They wait till they settled. And got some money in the bank to have kids. That's why, like, I went to school with kids whose parents was, like, 50 when we was in third grade. Yeah. And my mom was in her 20s, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, my parents had me at 31. Exactly. And looking back, I thought that was old. And now that I'm 31, I'm like, I don't fucking want kids (laughs) at all. I had my first jit at 24. Yeah. I had my first kid at 24. Yeah. And 24, is that's not even super young. That's It's, like, young Ish. Right. You yeah. Know, I mean, I was a kid at 24. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I had a mom that just worked a lot, so I would be at home with my grandparents a lot. And my grandmama had a stroke and an aneurysm, so it was really just my granddaddy who was crazy as hell. So, yeah, who beat you up for wearing yeah. high heels. So, I mean, you know, my mom wasn't around too much, so I, I just started hanging with gangsters, bro, because 
even though you're doing stupid shit, they show interest in you and they show attention. And even though they'd be like, hey, go in the store and steal that shit. Yeah, they're your family in a sense. Right, yeah. right. So um, that was what I was doing through high school. Hiding it from my mom and my uncle knew. He caught me um, wearing like, uh, we used to do like these different color socks or different color t-shirts, like black and gray. Uh-huh. So he caught me doing that shit one day. He was like, don't do that shit no more. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but then yeah, you kept I was just doing like, it. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you kept doing it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I would, you know, uh, leave the house dressed one way, have more clothes in my bag, you know, so I can change. But um, eventually I just got out of it. Like, I had little clicks and shit. Like, um, when I was in 11th grade, I moved to a, another school, and me and uh, my best friend to this day, Johnny Greenwood, uh, we made this click called Knockout Boys, you know? You made your own gang. Yeah, we made Knockout our own Boys gang. gang. It's probably like maybe only like 15 of us. That's a lot. Yeah. You had 15 <laughs> knockout boys that you yeah, started? And all of us could fight, you know, so. <laughs> then that's what you guys did? You went around beating people up? I mean, if it came to that, like. Now, know. were you jumping people? Or nah, were you bro, making, was, like, fair fights? It was just more so along the lines, like, we all fought. So uh, mm-hmm. we wanted you to know, like, we don't got to shoot. We'll knock you out. Like, yeah. We're the knockout boys. Did you guys fight each other for fun? I mean, me and Johnny don't got into, yeah. yeah. Not for fun. Like he just. Oh, you just have some beefs here and there. He had a bad temper. I had a bad temper. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, you, you hang around each other every day. You're eventually going to fight. Now, were you also funny? So when you were beating people up, you're like, I'm a knockout boy and just saying goofy shit. Honestly, bro, I didn't get big until maybe like the 10th grade. So Big in size. Big in size. But you played football. Yeah. So you were always strong and athletic. I was pretty strong and yeah. athletic. So I was pretty small. Like in the ninth, how I got into my first game um, I was uh, in the ninth grade, and I fought this senior and whooped his ass. He was way bigger than me. So Why did you guys get into it in the first place? Uh, he was a uh, a white boy. He called me the N word. Yeah. So he's racist. I ain't gonna say he was racist, but he was being stupid. He was trying to upset you at yeah. the least. He was either racist or he just really wanted to f- yeah. fuck you. With I you. had on some Fat Albert jeans, and he was like, "Hey, why do you have yourself on your pants?" And I was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> and then he called me the N word. We was at lunch. And then he came at me. Was this in front of people, too? Yeah, it was a full lunchroom, bro. And then he came at me, and I hit him in the face with a lunch tray. And then it started whooping him. Oh, damn. That's from, like, an action movie. You didn't even go <laughs> fast. You're like, ah. Bro, he was big, man. I was small, bro. I was probably, like, five, six, five, seven. Five. He was like, Yeah, you're going through puberty, and yeah, he had already gone through he puberty. He was a big-ass, like, yeah. lineman size, like six. Well, I mean, in my head, he felt like he was six, seven, but he was right. probably, like, six feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, he was he was a grown man. He was mm-hmm. 18 years old. He was a senior, and you were a 13, 14-year-old boy. He, he threatened to kill me after that. But never did. Nah. I'll talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we eventually, um, I ain't going to say we became friends, but I saw him after that at the movie theater that he worked at, and he came and shook my hand. He did? He yeah. was like, sorry about that. Well, he didn't say sorry about that. He was like, he just shook my hand and started laughing. He's like, laughing. we good? Something like that. So yeah. you know, he he was basically like. Uh, did he know you? Were, did he know you were a knockout boy? I wasn't a knockout boy at that time. <laughs> did he know yeah. you? But he knew you were on like the football team, and he's like, you know what? This guy probably shouldn't be on my enemy list. <laughs> but uh, so the the guys, the gang that I hung around at that time was pretty pretty big. They probably had about two three hundred members in Macon, yeah. a city of like sixty thousand. You know, so they yeah. was they was pretty big. And when I got into the fight. Um, this one guy, I can't even remember. His, I remember his nickname. I ain't going to say it, but I don't remember his real name. But he was like, oh, you one of us now because you handled your business. I was like, okay, cool. He also went to your school. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was old as fuck, bro. He was like 20 in high school. <laughs> Just dumb. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pass and stayed in. He's like, I'm not going to drop out and here. He was, he was old as fuck, bro, in high school still fucking with us. I think he had like ninth or 10th grade credits at like 20. See, in my high school, there were a few 20-year-olds at school, but they were mentally handicapped. Mm. That's oh, why they were older. schools, too. <laughs> it was a normal public school, mm-hmm. but the only kids who were older were, like, you know, right. in the to, special classes. I went to private and public, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, I got in a lot of trouble my freshman year, though. Like, almost kicked out of the school. I had to go to another school my sophomore year. So what, what do they call that, uh... What, did, was it just another normal school or was yeah, I went it? To, uh, no, I didn't go to alternative school. They tried to yeah. send me to alternative school, but um, what did you get kicked out for? I almost got kicked out. I was fighting, cussing teachers out, bro. I was just rebellious because you know, like that that um, that freshman transition is hard, bro. People yeah. try you. I I've all, I don't have so much of a bad attitude now. Now that I got two daughters, but like growing up, I had a bad attitude, man. Like I was a little firecracker, but um, you didn't respond well to authority. It's um, probably what not it, just what authority. It. Like I respect police officers and the security guards at our school, but it's just like a motherfucker who think they're gonna get over on me. Like, um, like get the fuck out the way, fresh meat. It's like who you talking to, bitch? Like yeah. I would really whoop your ass in this hallway. <laughs> not give it. My mama came up to the school so much, dog. I was surprised she didn't have a stroke by freshman year, bro. I was bad. And how did your mom handle this but she's like dude she was working she you was gotta tired step of it up or was she just like did she kind of give up i mean you know she i get home she'll yell and she'll be like you're gonna end up dead in jail you're gonna be dead in jail when you end up in jail i ain't coming to get you i can bury you so i hear that and it's like i ain't really doing shit i'm just fighting like maybe you don't understand like you don't you might not understand like so how, she cared. There was just not much she could do about it. She was busy. Yeah, because she was gone, so she couldn't like ground you or right. punish you. Yeah, really, what you gonna, you gonna tell me not to watch TV and you're not here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, my mom worked from home. Oh shit! So before it was cool, like <laughs> way before it was cool, she was like OG feminazi. <laughs> so I, when I was in trouble, it Damn, was enforced. That was when I went to timeout, I went to timeout. Mm. No TV meant no TV. So I was real. It was really strict. My mama um, couldn't yeah. talk around. My mom was a real project baby. She grew up in the hood, hood, bro, and went to like a hood school. And like it got to a point when I was no more whooping. She was just firing on me, like punching me, bro. Like <laughs> mama, like my mama was turning up on me to try. As to you me. got older, she's like, "Hey, this slapping shit ain't working. I gotta <laughs> hit you." She, bro. I remember one time my mama punched me, and I literally like fell to the ground. I was like, "God damn, mama got a." A nice right. Like, I ain't never got to worry about her fighting a woman. You know? And then when you became, like, 13 and you could beat up your mom, would she stop? Like, once she knew that, like, nah, my mama, your size? she'll grab me to this day. And you'd let her because she's your mom? Yeah. My mom's a big woman, though. She wear a size 12. She wear a, a, a size 11 in me. Well, respect for letting women. your mom take you down because if my dad tried anything or mom tried anything on me right now. Uh, shut your ass up. All right. <laughs> I'd shove him right on the ground. <laughs> shut your You white though, bro. You ain't going to die. I'd probably get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Who would shoot you for that? My mama. If I push her to the ground. Damn. Or one of her brothers. Well, yeah, I My guess. uncles can fight. Yeah. Yeah, there's no one in my family I'm scared of. I ain't scared. It's just having like respect. You know, right. I'm pretty sure I can whoop every... Well, there's one cousin I got. I know I can't whoop him. <laughs> he big as shit. He's so big, they call him... You know what his nickname is? What? Bofum. Bofum? 
like some southern shit, like both of them. He's so big, he both of them. I've never heard that expression in my life. Both of them. Oh, both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Got it, got so like that's two guys. He's two guys. I'm gonna show him yeah. to you, bro. He's big than a motherfucker. Yeah, he's good to have in your family. You ever need some backup? <laughs> oh yeah, he crazy you ever, too. If you ever restart, uh, knock him out. What was it called again? No, nah, bro, I'm doing all that goofy shit. Man. That was goofy <laughs> shit, bro. I look back on my life, like that was goofy shit. Like I'm still, you know, like dude. But fighting's all in now. UFC fighting's cool again. I mean, I fight in the gym now. You know, I do um, jujitsu and shit. Yeah. So like, I like structured fighting. I don't want to fight nobody on the street because the more you learn about fighting, the more you learn how somebody can fuck you up. Like, bro, fighting is dangerous, dog. Dude, take all it takes is getting hit once in the wrong place. Bro, like, changes seriously, life. man. But this is you my cousin, know. both of them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, he a big... I don't think I'd fuck with that guy. Bro, he be making me feel like a bitch. Like, when he be grabbing me, dog, like, he just, like, a big country... <laughs> you gotta, like here's the thing even let's just pretend i'm not saying he is but let's pretend like he was a soft pussy right <laughs> he's still like so jacked right. if he just nailed if he just lifted you up and put you back on the ground he'd fuck you up man on god on god he would bro he a big motherfucker that's my cousin yeah bernard king shout out to my cousin but his I'd like to watch that guy arm wrestle. <sighs> bro, I'm trying to get him to L.A., bro, but he's scared of playing. Big nigga like that. He's scared of playing. Yeah, been to prison. <laughs> so funny. His daddy killed the People's nigga, bro. People's fears. His dad killed someone? Oh, man. My, so, so he was a real gangster. Yeah, that's my... So my um, my grandmother, the one who my grandfather was married to on my mom's side, she was half white and black. And so all her brothers is crazy, bro. Like my Uncle Milton, my Uncle Willie, uh, Uncle Bay's boy. We call him Uncle Bay's boy. Short for baby boy. Uh, his name Robert. So Robert was uh, both of them's daddy, and he killed the nigga, bro. Like shot a nigga in the eye, and only did like five. He killed my uncle too. He killed my uncle Fred. Yeah. What Uncle Fred do? Why did he kill um, him? They was Fred? arguing over drugs, but he got away with self defense. Damn. So he killed his brother. Yeah, drugs is a motherfucker. So bro. he's crazy. His yeah. his dad's fucking nuts. Oh, all of them, bro. Like, so um, Uncle Bay Boy wasn't in to play with, bro. Like, cause they lived in the hood, like where my mama grew up at. Um, and Uncle Babe was known to carry a pistol. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he, <laughs> he shot. was known for that. Yeah, he shot my Uncle Fred. They was arguing over some drugs. He shot a nigga. This was while well, you were a kid. So he killed the guy before I was born. He shot my Uncle yeah. Fred when I was in the seventh grade. You just heard about it. Like your mom was like, Uncle Babe Boy killed Uncle Fred. No, I like, bro, I remember that night. It was a, it was at night, bro. And um, we got a call. And it was like, Uncle Fred been shot. And then they're like, Babe Boy did it. And I was like, what? My mama just started crying. That was a, you know. So does anyone still talk to Uncle Baby Boy, or he, he kind of? How'd he die? So let me see. He got out of prison like right after the funeral. Um, oh, because self defense, you said. Yeah, he got away with self defense. Um, I want to say he died of some stomach issues. So that happened when I was in the seventh grade. He died like when I was in the tenth grade. So like three years later. And how did he die? Some stomach shit. Oh, just health issues. Yeah, something Damn. like stomach cancer. God had to take him out. Man, listen. Because these niggas down here couldn't do it. So the guy was like, let me step in. Yeah. Show this nigga he ain't that tough. He ain't, he ain't that bad. <laughs> but, bro, so Bernard's, Bernard did prison because he um, he beat a guy to death. Um, but, he got a, but he got away with, um, like, second degree. 
So he only did like seven years for that. And his sister, they what all like all his world. all his kids is like legit psychos, bro. His sister. Do you think they're psycho because they just had a crazy dad growing up, or do you think it's like genetics and they're just straight up their genetics, brains fucked bro. up? Genetics, yeah. because like. I don't know. It's like my grandma was the special one. She was the sweet one because her sister with the business, my auntie, she don't play no games. Not saying she's crazy, but she plays zero games. Um, And all her brothers was just legit. Like, they would pull that fire on your ass in a minute. Like, they was... All my great uncles was crazy, bro. Like, in a good way. Like, if some shit going on... I guess you got lucky, man. You got lucky. You're not that crazy. I mean, I had my times, you know. (laughs) From my perspective, you're pretty. You're pretty, pretty mellow. I'm pretty straightforward. I get. Yeah. Uh, I get um, pretty um, like worked up. Like it was this comic, or I don't even know if he really a comic, but I commented on his football post, and I was like, uh, he posted a picture of him like back in the day playing uh-huh. football. Is this recently? Yeah, this was okay. like a few days ago. Okay, like, okay. I, I, I found myself like slipping, so he posted a picture of him like when he played football. Uh huh. And I posted something like, I bet you wouldn't have rushed for 50 yards against my high school team. Yeah. So he erased my comment and he sent me a message and he was like, um, I don't even know you, dude. And for you to be spewing negativity on my post. And I'm like, bro, you play football. Like, that's football talk. Like, I don't. And comic talk. Right. It's just roasting. <laughs> and it's also like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you meant it and maybe you were trying to talk shit. But to me, it sounds like you're kind of. Yeah, it's just like. You're, you, you're messing around. Right. You know, right. it's not like you were like, fuck you. Right. You were exactly. more like. And he was like, yeah. I don't got time for that negativity. You don't know me. And I was like, yeah, you damn right I don't know you because I don't hang around soft motherfuckers. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'll break your face. And I was like, oh, you threatening me now? And then, like, the whole day went by. And he was like, dude, just enjoy your day. I'm not the one you want to fuck with. And um, the whole day, bro, like. <laughs> You're just poking at him. No, nah, I was huh. thinking about, like, hurting him. Like, I and I was like, damn, man, you're not even supposed to be on that you don't you're a comic you know but that shit just fucked with me a little bit and um you felt that you felt that bad boy uprise yeah so i had to you know like hit him in the thing i'm like hey bro part of me changing like um i didn't really mean that you know like i wasn't trying to be negative or come at you in no type of way i was just having football fun and um i just want to extend my hand out and apologize Oh, that's very big of you. I had to, bro, because it was eating me up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was legit eating me up. And I'm yeah, like, you didn't want there to be, like, a beef. I mean, you know it is I what get it, it is. Like, I don't... I get, no, it takes, a, it takes a big man. I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah, bro. I, I might have just blocked him or... No, fuck that. I you, don't know. You got to see me shine, dog, because... But he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, break your face. And I said, you'll have your opportunity when the comments open back up. Just pull up. I'm always working. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I was, I was hitting people up, like, hey, where this fool hang out at? Like, where he be at? Like, where he be at during the quarantine? Because <laughs> I got some family members here who with the bullshit. Like, during the quarantine, everyone's just at home. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was trying to see if he was doing that underground comedy shit because I was just, <laughs> I was really like, bro, I, re- I don't know where I get this evil, like, side from. It's like when you crawl or when you do something against me, I just want to, like. Everyone gets a little bit of someone pisses you off or threatens you like that yeah. you can't help but being Break like my face, oh you're gonna especially, talk about fighting me exactly especially i'm always joking like you know and me and him did a roast battle a few years ago oh you roasted each other yeah on, at the comedy store so it's like that this. makes it even worse because it's like 
Yeah, so it's, it's rough. Like, it's like, bro, whatever you going through, dog, don't don't project that shit on me. Cause like I'm a Buddhist now, bro. I got no time in my head. <laughs> like Buddha, Buddha changed like my perspective on life. And you're legit a Buddhist. Yeah, like I have, you. Like, if someone said, "What religion are you?" You say, "I'm a Buddhist." Yeah, I tell them I'm a Buddhist, but it's not really a religion. It's a mindset. You right. Know? So I just try to stay in the now. Don't focus on the past wow. or the present. Never, and I never picked you as such a spiritual guy. I have, bro. It helps me, bro. Like I, bet. I, I got a lot of. Like, just childhood trauma, you know, I guess that's what makes me a, a good comedian, bro. But, like, I live depressed. I'm paranoid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like even though I grew up affluent in the suburbs, like, bro, I got a lot of hood. Like, bro, I be carrying my pistol with me places for no reason. That's, <laughs> that's scary in itself because... I just be paranoid sometimes, man. I just be paranoid. I don't know why. It's not like I'm a rapper or I'm out here just starting shit with people, but I don't know, man. You, you know, like... I, I mean, hey, I'm a gun owner, but yeah, I got several. Brothers. But I've never brought one with me out in public. Oh. See, that would make me more scared. Like, talk about being paranoid. I'd be more paranoid if I had a gun on me. Why? I don't know. I'd be just nervous someone would see it or Why you just getting put it, you just put it somewhere where nobody can see it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You can strap it to your leg, whatever. Yeah, but backpack. Yeah, but that just merce. That would it would just make me nervous. Yeah. But that's cool. I don't know. Uh, I'm not one of those gun owners who are quick to flash my shit or threaten people. I've never threatened nobody with like most people don't even know I carry a gun just because I'm I'm very subtle. I like to laugh and kick it and shit, bro. I'm not even. That Have you ever done a set with a gun on you? Yes, many times, bro. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, probably. Um, I, heckle I, me. I <clears throat> dare you. I, I want, dare you to heckle me, bitch. I want to say when I... I ain't even going to say that. Cause <laughs> I didn't try to put no comedy clubs out <laughs> to where they'd be like, you do. <laughs> you suck. Oh, I suck. Yeah. I suck, huh? But not like the main comedy clubs, but you know, like as comedians, bro, we go do some shitty ass places. Right, right, right. And some of those C rooms. Yeah, I don't been some rooms. places. I'm like, I'm... The address. I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to El Monte without my pistol. <laughs> I'll be honest. There's a couple of shows I've done. I'll just say uh, shows in the hood that I've done where I'm like, yeah, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe having a gun at those shows wouldn't be the worst idea. It depends on what hood it is, man. Because if it's, if it's like a black hood, like I'm, you know, like my face is pretty good all around LA. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, there's some, like, I did a show at. Uh, do you ever do George Perez's show at that sh- at that strip club? It was. I don't know if it was at the sh- yeah it was County? at the titty bar yeah in Orange County yeah 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 I heard about it I did that show one time I I followed Feng Chao and he killed so that that tells you the type <laughs> of show it was he murdered <laughs> Feng Chao murders <clears throat> I go up I am bombing as hard as anyone could bomb right <laughs> and there's like a guy who is just like a tatted Mexican guy with a mustache yeah and I don't know what it is about me but when I'm on stage I'm kind of fearless you're an asshole like me i'm an asshole mm-hmm. and for whatever reason i'm bombing and not only am i bombing but i decide to pick on that tatted guy with the mustache and i'm just like going to him and be like oh you don't think that's funny and just kind of interacting with him and he straight up says to me he goes i'm gonna be waiting for you in the parking lot after the show did he i don't know i i ran the f- after my set i ran the fuck to, out the back door into I'd my car been, and I'd, ran away like a bitch but i'd have been like okay <laughs> I mean, on stage I was. I was like, "Can't wait, buddy." You know, I was really, yeah, yeah. can't wait. Yeah, something buddy. like that. I was. I I did not show fear on stage, but I was definitely scared. And yeah, I ran to my car. Yeah, but in that I'm, moment, I was like, eh, "Having a gun would 
probably make me feel a little more. When confident. I do certain rooms, I take one or two people with me. <laughs> Back up. Mm-hmm. That's good. So it's like, hey, bro, you it's the knockout room. gang. I got a different game. Knockout club? I got a different one now. <laughs> the big, big black comedian club? Nah, it's like, shit. They might be white. They might be black. They might be Mexican. <laughs> who, okay, if you had to pick the toughest comedian, who would you pick? Someone you're like, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Scruncho. Who's, I don't even know that. He's a black comedian that rocks with Mike Gibson. I wouldn't... I don't really want to fuck with none of these. Um, Not that you want to fuck with anyone, but if you're like, Adam, that guy I want on my team. It'd be Scruncho. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean he cool. He cool with me. Uh, I don't really want to fuck with none of these comics that grew up in L.A. because like L.A. so small and big at the same time, and I'm always at the same places. Jamar, he's pretty r- jacked. Uh, I don't know if he knows any boxes every day. It, it ain't it ain't about like the individual person. It's about who they know. You know, like um, Scruncho out there, bro. He grew up in <laughs> L.A. game banging. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He could take care of some shit yeah, if he needed if to. If I got to get a one on one with Jamar, it is what it is. I doubt that will ever happen, but it's like sure. I know once me and Jamar did whatever we had to do, that would be over. That situation would be over. Yeah, know? yeah. So it's like. With some people, you don't know. That might just be the start of some bullshit. Right, right. They <laughs> might hold that grudge over you for life. Yeah, bro. Sometimes it's just better to lose a fight. So, <laughs> so you said you got out of the gang. Aren't don't gangs make it really hard to leave, or not really? I mean, I mean, the way I grew up was some country shit, bro. It's more, I guess we could say more like cliques. Got I, it. I, I, it's not like no blood or no crypt type. It's just, right. It's just so like it wasn't some, like, oh, you think you could just leave? You yeah. can't leave. There was no like. Nah, most you didn't have to ask permission. Yeah, most of them don't even do that shit no more. They got right. jobs now. But um, yeah, like um, by the time I got to like the eleventh grade, like I said, I started knockout boys. And by the time I graduated high school, that shit was over. Um, I was playing football in college. Knockout so. boys sounds like a good TV show to me. <laughs> I think you should bring it back. <laughs> that's, that'd be a good pitch. Oh, what the be like when I was in high school, I started this club called the Knockout Boys. Club, that's nice. And uh, yeah, we went. You know, we had a table and a booth. We'd go to functions and we just beat each other up. The Knockout Boys. That's how we used to reserve a whole table at lunch. Like one of us <laughs> go to lunch first and had a whole table. Oh, this for knockout boys and girls on. And I had a chain. I had. A they chain. were knockout girls. Oh yeah, we had a couple of. And they fought. They would. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. So, what was the ten year story? I want to hear that. So, um, I basically stopped playing football. I graduated high school at like seventeen. I went to um, college to play football. Got hurt. Didn't know what to do in my life. Came back, and I was eighteen. And um, I told him. So the gang stuff was over by this point? Yeah. Or it wasn't really? It was. It was, okay. I mean, because my best boy, who, um, like, I was, like, like I said, man, I went home to the suburbs. Like, at the end of the day, most of these guys went home to the hood. So they still had other shit to do afterwards and whatnot. Like, you know, I wake up in a nice suburban house with land and shit around me, and Mm -hmm. they wake up not knowing what they're going to eat. Damn. Mama might not be there. So, um, yeah, like, especially because, like, my boy, he was um, doing some time at the moment. So, um, it was, I'm not a good uh, person to run an organization. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, we got a picnic this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be a good guy to run the books for someone. So, I had Considering stopped- you texted me. I said, hey, we're doing the podcast tomorrow, right? You go, yeah, remind me at 11 (laughs) a.m. Like I'm your secretary. If Joe Rogan asked you to do Joe Rogan, you wouldn't be like, yeah, 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 remind me at 11. 
I probably would, man. <laughs> <coughs> That's why a lot of people, you know, fuck with me because it's like it don't really matter who you are. I'm gonna treat everybody the same. Joe, Joe Rogan to the Melrose. I would love for Joe Rogan. Hey, you want to do my podcast tomorrow at one? And you go, yeah, yeah. Can you remind me at eleven and just see how he responds? That'd be so funny. I would love to see that text exchange. <laughs> you probably start laughing. Yeah, I, I think be so like, this too. kid is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, I had stopped playing football, and um, I had just decided to pursue um, entertainment full time. So I told my mom, you know, I was still— At age 17. uh, I was 18. 18, 18. I was 17 when I went to college. Mm. So um, lost my football scholarship. It wasn't really in my future. Like, I still got a fucked up spine from football. So um, my mom was trying to get me—I mean, I'm, I'm pretty smart. She was trying to get me to go to school for engineering. You're good at math? Yeah, and science. Nice. I'm um, terrible at that shit. Yeah. Like, um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to just do my entertainment. So I was, oh, and by the way, I was on MTV Your Mama in high school. Oh, really? How'd that happen? Um, I used Your to. Your Mama uh, is like, people do Your Mama jokes mm-hmm. back and forth. That's what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. MTV Your Mama. So um, I used to just go on the MTV website and look at the casting calls. And Damn. I, mean, I was like 16. My mama had to drive me up there and shit. Dude, that's pretty uh, pretty cool. I mean, I don't think a lot of 16-year-olds are doing that, looking up that shit and doing it, especially that living in now. Georgia. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, that's, um, I don't know the word, but that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool that you did that. So, um, yeah, I did that in high school, came back. She was like, yeah, go to school for this. So when we... Went to school to get my classes, and she was paying for shit. Um, I was, like, um, filming television. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. like, Yeah, I did MTV. I, I want to do more of that. I want to do this forever. Like, this is what I want to do. She wasn't supportive. She, like, low-key got sad because she was trying to live through me, you know, to be a fucking... Yeah, she thought, in her head, she goes, well, you're not going to make it in that. So that means we're going to be poor forever. <laughs> well, You're not going to take care of me. She wasn't poor. At that oh. time, she was good. Then she's, why'd she care if she was if she was good? People just want what they want for their kids. Yeah. You know? um, so, um, yeah, she was, like, not supportive of me. She was like, I'm going to take you off the insurance. You're going to pay your own car note. This, that, and the other. Like, I was a spoiled kid, bro. Like, had a new car. Um, oh, yeah? What kind of car you have? LS400, Lexus. Ale- your mom bought you a Lexus? Oh, my daddy did. Your dad did? Yeah. Damn, she was, she that's was, cool. She was paying the, um, what was she paying, the insurance? Or the note? Something she was paying. Whatever. Well, whatever it was, any, she was like, you gonna, Everything for that's expensive. She was like, you going to pay it yourself. And I was like, so uh, she stopped fucking with me. Like, I was just living there. Like She cut you off, 18. Yeah. So I didn't want to get no job. I was like, sure. bitch, I was like, bitch I'm an entertainer. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, it's one thing to say I want to be a comedian, and then when someone's like, you could be a comedian, but you're going to have to get a job, too, because right. I'm cutting you <laughs> off. And you're like, uh, okay, yeah, fuck. So, um, you know, I, I hooked up with this guy, ain't going to say his name, and we started just doing dumb shit. Like, um, we would, like, <laughs> I had a truck at the time. I had a truck also. Um, well, it wasn't my truck. It was. You had access to a truck. I had access to a yeah. truck. <clears throat> so we would like get my truck and we would go steal tools like because a lot of people would just do like you know jobs and they pull oh, from job sites yeah so we yeah. would go steal tools take them to the pawn shop 
just eat things that would be easy money. Yeah, you know. Since you were cut off. Yeah. You're like, well, I still got to eat. Yeah. So we got to pay for this LS400. Gas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, we would do that. We ended up finding a um, uh, flea See, market. I a, always thought most people who did this did it for crack, not you. Nah. You did it just to live, just <laughs> yeah, for gas. Yeah. It was fun, too, bro. Like I said, really? all that type of shit. Was just like, the thrill of stealing? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I was still from this place called Fred's. And you never felt bad about it? I do You not. never felt bad for Fred? Fred's? Nah, they got <laughs> lost prevention. That's but good. I used to steal out of that motherfucker so much. I would, like, steal cell phone cases and sell them at college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were still in college at this point? Yeah, I was yeah, still yeah. in college. Still doing, still making good grades, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's filming television. It's what I want to do. And I was also doing television. Did you, did you graduate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, um, what was I, the school called? That was Macon State. Maker State, okay. Macon. Macon State. State. Okay, yeah. cool. I think it's called Middle George University now. But, um... Yeah, um, I finished school out here. But, so, yeah, I was still in doing this and the other. You know, we found this swap meet in Atlanta that sold gold-plated jewelry, but it was gold-plated silver. So it wasn't, like, fake. It was silver. Mm-hmm. I think they call it, like, Vermelli or something like that. So we would get that in Atlanta and take it to pawn shops and, like, country places. Oh, and tell them it was real gold. That didn't have, like, too but- many levels of checking they would just check to make sure it was a rare metal and we would right rack up bro i'm talking about like rack up rack up, like but you can't hit those places more than once i would imagine because they would probably catch on no nah, you can't keep going there yeah you hit that pawn shop one time yeah, you just go to like a, you know in georgia's what 159 counties yeah and probably 150 of those counties are country so they backwood motherfuckers, and you know they think you just a drug addict or you don't stole mm-hmm. some shit. Yeah. So they like get this motherfucker, whatever. And it's like, bitch, we didn't pay nothing for this, really. So you bought out the swap meet, right. take to the pawn shop. <laughs> I can't believe that works. To be honest, I thought pawn shops were like pretty good at telling that stuff. I guess Turn, not. But I mean, not you know, some of them. It's it's just like money. were there any that were smart and you walked in and they were like, a I'll give you times. fucking five bucks for this. A couple like, of times. Yeah. You know, not too much couple of times it's all about the attitude you go in there and how you you know how you look but i mean uh, it's it's the trade-off bro you know it's like money you tell somebody it got value even though it really means nothing and then you sell it as it has values and they think they got they think they probably realize they got got later on they're like well yeah. bitch we're gonna sell this as real gold right and make right. sure they get their money back you know yeah true yeah they'll just rip off the customer right so it's like even though even if you gave me a hundred you know i sell this for 200 and i didn't take no l yeah so um, we did that for a while, and then it kind of just, like, faded out. Like, you run out of places to go. Yeah. So um, I started, like, scrapping. Like, we had a, a big hurricane, so I was, like, started stealing. We were, From we were, houses, or what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. like, because a lot of them were abandoned. Mm-hmm. So we just, like, go in houses and steal the scrap metal, like, the copper and shit, and take it to the scrap yard. I've always wondered about that. Is that is that worth it? Like, how much money do you get from... If if let's say there was an untouched house, you could scrap it. You could scrap everything from that house. So how much money would you get, and for how many hours of work? So we was pretty good. We'd get everything done. I got caught a couple of times, but by, by police or by people on the house. By people that own the houses, and I just what they, what they do? They're just like get out of here. Um, so I tell you that. But you was asking how much? So a truckload of like insulated wire, um, like copper, and like just some heavy metals. You can. Probably get like three, four hundred a truckload, and that would take you a few hours to do. Maybe like an hour to get it all out. 
an hour. Mm-hmm. So decent money, yeah. but work too. But I mean, yeah. shit, we talking about Georgia where the minimum wage right now is seven fifty. Right. Yeah. So, so was, and you're young. You're eight, <laughs> you're eighteen years old. Right. So that's good so money. So it's like yeah. three four hundred. I do that three four times a week, bitch. I'm balling. Split yeah. it. Split it with my partner. It was to yeah. the point where I had other people doing it. You know. Yeah. Especially during the hurricane, because it's like. You had other people do it, and they just didn't know how to sell it, so you would still get a cut of it? Yeah. yeah. Like, Or I just, like, if he couldn't roll with me, um, i just get somebody else to yeah. roll with me. So, um, yeah, like, it, I got caught by one of my uncle's friends. He was like, your nephew over here, this apartment building, stealing. And I was like, this hurricane metal, man. Like, the hurricane <laughs> blew. <laughs> hurricane That's how you justify yeah. it to your uncle. Dude, it's just hurricane metal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, I like the hurricane blew this up, man. Like, I can take this shit. What are they going to do with it? The insurance already don't cut them a check. Like, it's kind of true, huh? Yeah, it's like, what are they going to do? It's like, they're going to have to remodel this whole house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, the least they worried about is these motherfucking wires, bro. The roof is blew off this motherfucker. But if you own the house, I could see why you're like, I don't want people ransacking this house. I got caught um, scrapping... Uh, a church one time and uh, the dude, dude stealing from the Lord man listen <laughs> and uh, the dude caught us he caught us at gunpoint damn and the guy who was with me ran and he was like tell your boy to come on out and I was like god damn I'm about to get shot today cause this bitch say private property and I'm like hey man my bad man you know what I'm saying I'm just a young kid man I was out here with my uncle I ain't know this was a I said I really didn't know that this was y'all's property man he told me to come over here and pick up some stuff you know what I'm saying? And and we just get it and go. Cause so what so I was doing scrap with my boy, um, just call him Sid for now. And then I was doing it with my um uncle who my aunt had married and he was like a drug addict. So he would like go to these places and like, you know, cause he was always on foot or on a bike. So he'll just like go to places and get everything pretty much like ready to just pick up and go. He ain't had no mm-hmm. tr- he ain't had access to no truck. Yeah. So we would just get it. You know, it wouldn't take us long, bro. It was loud, though. You know what I'm saying? It was loud. Yeah, because you're ripping metal out right. and throwing it in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> it was loud. So, like, he would get everything pretty much ready. We would just load that shit up and go. Um, but, yeah, we got caught at a church, man. Like, And, and this, you're like, I'm sorry. My uncle told me to come by. We got caught. Um, and he just, did he let you go? Was he like, all right, get place, out of here. In a place called Jones County. So he took my license plate down. And I was like, look, man, here's my ID, bro. I'm not, you know, my uncle told me. I put it all on him. And he didn't care. He was a career criminal. Yeah. You know, so I was like, my uncle told me, bro. Your like, uncle's like, smart. Right. Smart. <laughs> I was like, man, he he legit told me to come over here and pick this shit up, man. Like, I don't even get down like this. I ain't got no criminal record. Like, I ain't yeah. never been arrested. And even though I did shit, worried they been arrested, just never yeah. got caught, thank God. So I was like, man, he told me to come over here and pick up this shit. And that's legit what I was doing, man. Like, I'm, I didn't know this was yours. I'm so sorry. I said, as you see, I didn't run. He took off running the wood. I said, as you see, I didn't run. I'm right here. I'll put all this shit back right now, and I'll come help you when it's time to rebuild the church. Like, i give you my phone number right now. And he's like, man, get out of here. And that was that. Damn. And I kind of took a break for like two weeks. Like, yeah, you were scared. You're like, dude, <laughs> yeah, last time I, was, I tried that shit, I got held at a gunpoint. I, I kinda, think I'm taking a break. Why kinda, do they have guns at churches? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know who he was, bro. Maybe he heard the shit. Like, bro, he legit just rolled up. Maybe he was riding by. Right. Like, he legit just rolled right. up. Right, he was just a uh, a good citizen. Yeah, maybe. Protecting, maybe. protecting maybe God's he house. Went, or maybe he went to that church. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that happened. But um, So I had my boy, we'll just call him Sid. And um, the thing that made me, like, get my life right and said, all right, I'm about to move to L.A. Like, I'm about to stop all this bullshit because, like, it's getting too close now. Like, Yeah. So, um, 
my boy called me, and I'm talking about this is like my ace. Like, this is who I was with all the time. Your best friend. Yeah. So, BFF. Um, yeah. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> or maybe there was. Do you guys homo. ever? Do you guys ever kiss or anything? Nah, nigga. Yeah, me neither. Closest we came to kissing was sharing a bottle of liquor. That's so, cool. So, um, just two two guys who are friends <laughs> sharing spit. So, um, he called me. He was like, I need you to take me to, um, to run a play right quick. Toronto, what's it called? Run a play. Oh, run a play. Okay. Yeah, like do something, like uh-huh. bust a move. Um, so I was like, all right, bet, man, give me like an hour or something. You know, I'd be there because I was dealing with this bitch. Right. Who I told her, I'm going to give her any amount of money she ever want for the rest of her life. Because she was so hot? Because she saved me. So I was with this girl. Oh, after you told her that. Got it. So I, um, this girl, she was like, you're not going no motherfucking way. Like, you ain't been spending no time with me lately. You bring your ass to my house. And uh, if you go with him, you might as well just stop fucking with me. And I was like, all right, man. Like, let's just go to your house. So I text said, I said, man, I ain't going to be able to make it. I said, um, so my bad, bro. I ain't mean you know, cancel last minute, but I, I really ain't going to be able to make it. And uh, he didn't text back. So I'm like, damn, dog, you mad at me, bro? Like, you know, tell me something back. Like, what's up? So I ain't hear from him all night. We turn on, well, we watching the 11 o'clock news laid up in her bed. I see this nigga face come up. Yeah. What'd he do? <laughs> so, what would you have done? So basically, um, he was going to sell a phone. And when he was selling the phone, he was going to ride the man for the money. And the man ended up taking. Craigslist gone wrong. Yeah, the man ended up taking the gun from him and holding him up until police got there. So imagine I would have just walked with him to sell the gun. I he would have held the gun against both of you, <clears throat> and then you would have gone to jail. He did 10. So I probably would have had 10. Damn. Damn. Because yeah. in Georgia, so that must bro, have been, you were already thinking about moving, but that must have been the biggest wake-up right. call where I you're like, like, I'm done. I was like 19. So, Because in Georgia, bro, if you're present during the admission of a crime, you're just as guilty as the motherfucker who pointed the gun. Right. Like, if you... Oh, yeah. You yeah. would have been same charges as him. Bro, like, and then it was just like, man, he could have shot this fool. I could have been doing the rest of my life in prison for... Yeah, who knows what would have happened if it was both of you. Right, yeah. You know, he would have looked at us and been like, because if, if the guy who took the gun from Sid would have shot Sid, I would have been charged with his murder because I was there. You know what I'm saying? That's how that shit go in this house. So I'm like, man, thank God. I was like, look. <laughs> I was like, I ain't doing shit up. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. And you you knew when to quit, which is also good. So you know, I, some people are like, yeah, I'll just do it one more time or I'll... I'll try it, and this time I'm not going to hit churches anymore. You're like, nope, I'm done. I'm so, moving to LA. I'm a comedian now. Yeah, so like I moved like probably like four or five months later. And it was moved, just like divine. So, so you're not, you moved here at 19. Mm, I was 19, about to turn 20. I'm. It was like divine timing for me, bro, because like a month after that happened, uh, my cousin who was a rapper, he was like, "We're going on a tour, and we're stopping in LA, and we're gonna drop your ass off. So you need to get your shit right." I was like, "All right." Perfect timing, yeah. Yeah, it was divine timing, bro. Like, that's how I always knew, like, you know, the universe and God wanted me out here. And then what was the, what was the college you were at when you were here? I'm not going to name it. How come? I don't know, man. We had some discrepancies, but it was a big oh, college. But you finished? Yeah. So it was, was, it was discrepancies couldn't have happened? Okay. I just don't fuck with them no more. <laughs> I don't even want to give them no airplay. All right. All right. Tell me later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, so... That's kind of how I got out here, dog. I ain't really never told nobody that in-depth story of my life because most motherfuckers 
look at me, you know, growing up affluent and just thinking like, oh, you was a spoiled kid. And it's like, no, bitch, I was out here doing dirt. Dude, I can relate. I mean, <laughs> my parents had money for sure. So a lot of people think of me as like, they, they'll, they'll just go to my parents' house with me and they'll think, oh, Ari's a rich kid. Right. But my parents were very strict and never spoiled me. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I would never have to worry about getting food on the plate or where I was going to sleep that night. So I could have had it way worse. I had a good life. But it's not like my parents never bought me a car. My mm. parents never got me whatever I wanted. I didn't have an Xbox. I didn't have, you know, they didn't get me shit. I had to work for everything I had. But so I kind of get it. I get that people just make assumptions about you and your life. You graduate college. Mm-hmm. You're doing your comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Not uh, at first. Oh, how long did it take you to <clears throat> get, get back into the comedy thing then? Well, I was doing it, but not hard. Like, I've right. probably been doing, I probably... Um, let's see. So I was doing comedy pretty decent. And then I had a daughter in, um, what was that, 2014? And I took like a year off, a year and a half off to be a father. Why'd you decide to have the daughter as opposed to it getting an abortion? It wasn't really a decision, you know. So um, she didn't want to have an abortion? <clears throat> an abortion is all about the woman. Right. I wish men had to say so. But I mean, I was cool with it. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't. I think I wanted a kid too. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh well, this is a blessing, and now I'm dad, 24. It's time. I was working at LA Times, so I wasn't really worried about money. What were you doing for LA Times? I was working in the accounting department. So, um, and before that, I was um, substitute teaching, and I, I had a degree, so I could do it long term. So I was like, you're chilling. Lo- I was like a long term sub. So it was like I. I got a college degree. I can get a fucking job. Like, I wasn't really worried about that. And also, comedy was slow, but I wasn't devouting myself in it like I am now. Like, now mm-hmm. I'm full, full-time, plus overtime. Yeah. Like, then it'll just be, like, twice a week, and I'm wondering why the fuck I, I don't have a TV show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I'm hitting two open mics a week. Why the fuck I don't have a TV show? Now, is it because you just didn't know that you had to grind full-time to have a TV show, or were you just like, I'm good, so give me a TV show? Like, why was it that you were doing it twice a week and thought you should have a TV show? Um, Because I just... um. I knew I was great, but I didn't have to work at it. Like, I, yeah. you know, I thought motherfuckers should just be giving me shit because of who I am. And when I do do potluck at the comedy store, you see me kill. So, bitch, why not make me a... So it's kind of like <laughs> entitlement. entitlement. Yeah. yeah, entitlement a little bit. You just didn't... You're like, you know, you did not accept the fact that it's show business and you have to make friends with certain people and grind and That's, people have to see you. You were just like, hey, I'm talented. Like, I've been up. doing this shit a long time, man. That's why, like, when I became a door guy at the comedy store, people were like, where the fuck you came from? Yeah, I, I'm one of those people. <laughs> you like, sent me that picture of me hosting Potluck in 2018, and you were going last. I'll be fully honest. I have no recollection of that. I don't remember you <laughs> during either. that time. I don't remember you, though. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, but um, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of you until uh, door guy, I killed Tony, that kind of thing. My career probably took off, like, three, four years on the urban side when I got on All Def Digital. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that thing's um, huge. Because I, I took a um, a year hiatus to raise my daughter, and then when I came back, like, bro, if you take a year off comedy, you come back, everything is different. There's three million new comics. Totally. Because <laughs> I went to the comedy, so I'm like, I don't recognize. I see, like, one or two people I recognize. Like, God, it's only been a year. Like, I felt like I was gone 10 years. Dude, <laughs> like, I feel that. <laughs> I used to sign up for Potluck. It used to be two times a week, Sunday, Monday. Sunday, remember that? Monday. So I would sign up twice a week for years, and then I got the door guy job, so I stopped signing up. 
come back a year later one day just to like chill and see who's signing up. I didn't know anyone out. I used to know Why everyone who signed up. I didn't take a year off. I just I got the door guy job, so I stopped signing up for potluck. And I basically didn't stop doing open mics because I was too busy with shows and stuff. Yeah, and working. Bro. I have no time so, for open mics now. So I was so even though I was still doing comedy, I was doing better things. I felt a little out of the scene because I hadn't done open mics much for a year. So I show up to the comedy store potluck. Used to know everyone out there, and it was a whole new crop of people who started comedy. And I didn't know anyone. I was like, "Damn, I'm, I'm out just, of the loop." I went to see these motherfuckers when this shit opened back up. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be all new, pe- dude. There's people moving to LA right now, even though there's no point in doing that. I mean, I this people is are like, yeah, I just moved here two weeks ago if, to do comedy. If you like, can, bro, this is a good place, bro. There's like, there's like thirty shows a week. Right now, you mean? Yes. Yeah, but they're like, it's just like underground, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's all. A, they, that's, is there a real point? That's all they would probably be doing anyway. True. True. Yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's, hey, it, it's good weather. It's still SoCal. It's it not took bad. Me, it took me six years to get in at the comedy store. But it's also, I mean, if you're funny and you show up every week and you're cool, it won't take you six years. Well, you know what I mean? that's six years of inconsistency. Really right, t- of it, inconsistent. If you show up. It took me six months of consistency to right, get on that. Like, right. Like in 2019 when I became a door guy, I committed myself. My, my January resolution was to sign up for potluck every Monday and hang out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's a humbling experience to do that because Especially when you you know, you on a show that got millions of views and it's right. like, you whack motherfuckers. Yeah, the comedy store is a weird place where someone will come in, they're like, I'm a national touring headliner and they're like, uh yeah, sign, sign up, up for potluck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, No, 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 I don't think you get it. Like I make a hundred grand a year doing stand up and you're like, No, no, I get it. You gotta sign up. You gotta put your name on the list. Man, listen, this is the comedy store, bitch. This ain't the live factor. Take that shit yeah. over there. You have someone who's been doing comedy, who's a door guy there, and at the comedy store, they're they're more important than someone who tours and does the road, and but not everyone's willing to humble themselves to do that. It took which a lot I get. For me, bro. Yeah, it took a lot of humbling. Um, it took a lot, bro. Especially you with your entitlement. <laughs> Still got it, bro. But it's like I think know, everyone does it a little bit. All comedians are narcissists. Totally. There's different levels of it. Hopefully you have just a minor case, yeah. but yeah, every comedian has some level. It's like, bro, Same with actors, though, yeah. and models and anyone pursuing. That's why it's like when a motherfucker books something, you're not really happy for them. <laughs> you're like, why wasn't that me? Right. I mean, I could be happy. I, I'll say this. I, I genuinely am, am happy for people when they book things, if they're my friends, but I'm still jealous at the same time. That's us. Yeah, for sure. And I think anyone who says otherwise is lying. They line like a motherfucker. <laughs> I remember, dude, I was doing this bit where I'd, on potluck, I'd walk around to people and I'd say, hey, do you hear I just booked SNL? I was <laughs> walking around telling people that. And I remember I did it to this one comic and he goes, oh, that's great. And I just watched his heart sink in his chest <laughs> hearing that I booked SNL. It was the best moment. I don't got no desire that. to be on no shit like that. Neither do I, but it was, it was just a bit I was doing when I was telling everyone I I'm booked SNL. I'm glad Punky got on it, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, She's hilarious. My own career path is more so to Patrice O'Neal. Like. Oh, dude. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I, no, I can because you started off just the way this podcast started. Um, there's no way they're putting either of us on SNL even if we fucking destroyed the audition and Lauren was like I love those guys the PR team's gonna look into us one hour into researching us they'd be like yeah we can't put these guys on they're uh they're they say whatever they want you can't have these guys 
Because, rem- dude, remember when, uh, who's the guy who got kicked off most recently? Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He said, he said the, the C word for Chinese, and he got kicked off the thing. But I listened to that, and, you know, it was offensive for sure. But I was like, oh, if he's getting kicked off for this, never. I'm never doing that. Yeah. I, I but know. it's a little different, I think, uh, for you, because I, black people can get away with more stuff. It's like, what you going to do? A little bit. The motherfuckers that come to see me want to hear me say it. <laughs> they want it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. They they begged me to. Yeah, it's like, how many motherfuckers really speak their mind? You know what I'm saying? Less and less, it feels this, like. This is the last outlet we got. They censor. And they're still trying Facebook. to censor us. Yeah, they're not going to censor me, dog. I like that. They're not. Bitch, I'll buy a comedy club and, stri- <laughs> and strictly throw shows there. With motherfuckers that are offended. like it's like bro, look at Louis J. Gomez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says a, whatever he wants. A cult following. Yeah, that motherfucker for just sure. bought a he just bought an Audi. Oh, I didn't said, know that. Good said, for him. I said what he want to say. Good for that. You know guy. what I'm saying? So it's like um, that. And a lot of people who are listening, by the way, um, I don't compare myself to Patrice. Y'all do. I just want to be me. No, yeah, I mean, listen, you could take two people and find the similarities in them, but there's plenty of differences. Yeah. You're both big, fat black guys. That's yeah, the only similarity. I got a little more personality. Than <laughs> Patrice, I'm not as much of an asshole as Patrice. Like, I'm an oh, ass- That's what I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you have more personality, but you're definitely nicer. <laughs> he was, bro, he probably would have came in here and just cussed you out. Like, you got me doing this gay-ass podcast, Harry. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? But he'd for- still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, he did Opie and Anthony all the time. Yeah, he bro. The, the way he treated that bad bitch, he was with. God damn, he was he she was, was he was raw. Let's v- say that Von De Carlo. Like I'm like a watered down Patrice with a little more uh, nicer personality, a little more personable. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being influenced by comedians. I'm a little more. Everyone ma- is. I guess I can say I'm a little more manageable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the difference. Patrice was hilarious, and then he'd get an opportunity and blow it. You'll still sh- you'll still say text me at eleven. He just wouldn't show up. Patrice, be- oh my bad, I missed it. That would be Patrice, right? That's my nigga though, bro. He about to get tatted on my leg next to Red Fox. Oh yeah, you can get a Patrice uh, tattoo. Mm-hmm. Patrice and, and uh, Red Fox are mm-hmm. your favorites. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite white comedians? Uh, Jim just Gaffigan. to mix it up, Jim Gaffigan. He's hilarious. Bill Bill Maher. Bill Maher. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that one because um, he's a he's a Democrat. He's still funny. Yeah, no, I think he's funny. But um, he is not a Trump supporter by any means. Who else? Uh, your boy, Theo. Yeah, he's great. I love seeing that stupid motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> idiot savant. That's probably the best way to describe him. It's like what I be talking to. I'm like, bitch, who are you right now? Like, that's <laughs> what I be. Because I've talked to him, and it's like, nigga, are you, are you doing, what are you doing right now? You never know whether he's fucking <laughs> with you or not. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, because uh, that was stupid. Um, Tony Hinchcliffe, too, is probably one of my favorite because he's... Tony he says whatever he wants. He's an asshole. Sure. I like that shit. I definitely appreciate the people who do not give a fuck. There's mm-hmm. something... I'm even jealous in a sense because I, I feel like a lot of people look at me and think I don't give a fuck, but sadly I do. I do give a fuck. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to piss people off. I, I mean, do plenty, but I, I think it's to. you know I think it's just you have to play into who you are bro like that's my personality type like period i don't i say what i want i don't give a fuck i've gotten in trouble for my mouth since i was a kid so it's like i'm not acting this is who i really am like Mm -hmm. i say what i want and think about it maybe tomorrow about what i said 
I would like to know if ha- you have two kids, mm-hmm. and one is one in LA or not? Or uh, yeah, one in LA, and then one is like an hour outside of LA. So, how is that being a a dad? And it's almost like having two kids from two different moms makes it. You're almost like two dads in a sense. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to. Yeah. I imagine that it's not like you don't go to one house and hang out with both your kids. You have to make time for both of them, in a sense. I mean, I can... Um, you can pick them both up, but yeah. but it's like, it makes it even harder is all I'm saying. Yeah, How yeah. is it... Because comedy is such a... You have yeah, to man. devote so much time to comedy and doing that and traveling all the time. How is that being... When you're not on the road, just spend as much time with them as you can. Yeah. They grow up fast. Uh, that's pretty much it. And I imagine it's also hard because it's one thing being... A, you know, a touring headliner mm-hmm. and spending time with your kids, but you're still on the ups. I'm a touring feature. <laughs> you're, you're a touring feature. I'm sure you headline sometimes, but yeah. but it's like you're you're not famous mm-hmm. yet. You're on the way, but but it, it makes it even harder because you have even less time. To yeah, spend. it's like the less when you're on the. I think when you're on the come up is worse than when you're famous. Yeah, as far as time, because yeah. you're like busy. <laughs> I gotta do this podcast. I yeah. gotta go. You don't turn out no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Bitch, all you can give me twelve hundred? Yeah, I guess so. So, how do you do? You ever have to cancel gigs for your kids, or or they, or your your mom, the your baby mamas understand, and they kind of let you do your thing? Mm, both of them like money, so I'd be like, if I cancel this gig, you, you can forget that. You can forget <laughs> you forget that money you asked for, right? And they'd be like, well, go do the show then. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna say? Everyone man? likes money. These hoes like money, dog. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that. Money keep both of my baby mamas in line. Would you say that having two kids has helped your comedy? Give you mm, a lot of material. I don't really talk about them on stage. I right. Like to, um, I don't even like to really put my kids out there. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, it, it uh, gives you more perspective. I think I got one or two jokes about my daughter about yeah. how she realized I was fat when she was four. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's about it um, but I don't really now have you always you said you played a lot of football mm-hmm. were you the type of football player that was a little chubby or were you at that age were you more built I've been a big nigga it was, it was, you were chubby I mean, then a little chubby what position were you defensive tackle you don't gotta oh, have yeah. no six pack to play defensive yeah, yeah, yeah. tackle so I had a dude stand. I wanna get a six pack so bad for what that shit overrated um, I feel like here's why I want it I fuck bad bitches with a belly yeah, and I, and and you definitely can, and I think I I do from time to time as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'd fuck more bad bitches with a six pack. Number mm-hmm. one, number two, I think I just feel more confident walking around. I would just feel good. And number three, then I can get a chest tattoo. I got a chest that. tattoo. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, you can get a chest <laughs> tattoo either way. But I feel I just I don't know. I li- I feel like I've just always when I close my eyes and imagine myself. I imagine myself with a six-pack. I feel it. It's all so. about what your dick is like. That's all these hoes <laughs> care about. That's Hey, dick's yeah. important. Yeah. I, I got I got a decent dick circumcised above average. If I was your size, bro, my dick would probably be like 11 inches. But because I got all this belly. Oh, yeah, it shrinks it up a little bit. Yeah, so. There you go. There's another reason <laughs> to get a six-pack. I'm cool with the dick Push I it got. down. Still yeah, make hoes crazy. <laughs> I'm cool with the amount of hoes I fuck now. I don't, I don't want no more, no less. Has your sex drive gone down as you've gotten older? Same. Uh, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah? You, you're getting hornier, <laughs> bro. I think it's because of, like the level of women I'm fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say I didn't really start getting bad bitches until like the last 
I mean, I would get bad bitches, but I had to do a lot of work for it. But now it's like, now that I got a little popularity and I'm on shit, like, bad bitches just throwing themselves at me. And it's like, uh, damn. I, so because of I that. I can't turn you down. Like, do you I mean, want, because you have girls throwing themselves at you, are you, do you want a relationship or do you just want to live that single life? I like just doing me. And, um, nah, man, these hoes don't understand busy. Right, you just don't have time. No, nah, I mean, because it's like, bitch, I'm not finna be laid up on you all day. On my days off. Yeah, you got two kids. <laughs> you got a full-time job. Yeah, you, you don't got time for a relationship. Podcast, so it's like, you're not finna come to the studio and be looking at me. Yeah, you can come to a show, but you're buying a regular ticket. <laughs> you would make her go buy a ticket? Depending on how she look. <laughs> okay, she's a 10. She don't got to buy no ticket. No, I don't buy a ticket. I mean, I've... I don't know who's going to see this. Um, but I've had bitches, you know, when I worked the front patio, come hang out with me on the front patio. And just tip the bar ten to forty. Like let this bitch drink all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash holes. Yeah, hook it up. Smash holes in the bathroom. <laughs> I I am proud to say have not hooked up. Really? At the store. That handicapped bathroom in the main room nah, during a show? Here's the thing. For me, it's like, hey, why don't uh you just come over after? My house is a mile away. Let's just go there. And then Same. I, point like point eight. Yeah. I don't I don't want no holes in my house. Oh, you don't want them at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, for me, I'd rather just bring them over, take them to the bedroom where it's more comfortable, maybe eat some ice cream afterwards. No, fuck that. Get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know, if I meet a chick at the comedy store and smash it right there, I ain't... Yeah, that's not the type of girl you want yeah, to... I might have to pull a pistol out to get this bitch out your crib. <laughs> you know? Bro, some of these hoes are trying to... Bro, I, I had a girl recently, bro. She came over. I like to cuddle after. I ain't with that goofy shit. Bitch, head be stank. Do you like to cuddle if you love the girl? Depending on how her head smells, bro. Some of these bitches don't take care of their hair. See, if a girl's head stinks, she's not coming over to begin with. I'm not banging but her to begin with. you ain't gonna know until you cuddle. I can know when we're making out. Really? Yeah, when we're like making out. Like the back out. of her head? She put the back of her head on? Uh, I think the only girls who head stink is... Chicks that wear weave. Yeah, it's mostly black girls because mm-hmm. they like st- over straighten their hair, use weird products, sweat, don't be washing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that. That was uh, I've gone on. I've had two. I've only probably gone out with three or four black girls, and two of them I had to straight up. I just ghosted because <coughs> it is, I don't ghost people anymore. But there's me younger age. I ghosted and it was because their head smelled really weird. Yeah, and I couldn't. Shit. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Bitch, you don't you don't wash under that weave. Like, yeah, they be. Maybe out this bit funky. I think one of them might have been the weave. One of them, they straighten their hair because, like Jews, their hair is super curly. So they used a hair straightener and burnt their hair, and their head smelled like burnt hair. Play that shit. You said unlicensed therapy, huh? All right, well, I'm trying to find out. As a comedian, I'm trying to go from an open micer to a feature or a host, and I'm not sure... The process. Do I just go to open mics and kill it, or do I do the work and then create a profile and send it into the comedy clubs? I definitely need some insight on it. The fuck is a profile? (laughs) Shout out to your fat ass. What is that? Shout to your fat something? Fat ass, brother. Fat ass. You know, um, I don't know if that's advice necessarily. I guess it is. It's career advice he's asking for. There, I wouldn't say there's there's one method to becoming a 
host or a feature act. All I will say in LA is motherfuckers rush to the comedy store and don't even be ready. Sure, you got to be ready. <laughs> but let's say it sounds to me like he thinks he's ready or whatever. Maybe he is ready, maybe he isn't, but he thinks he is. So if you're ready, if you got the time, I mean, you really only got, you only need 10 minutes to be a host, right? 10 good minutes. Or just be good at improv. Or good at improv, yeah. But some, some headliners don't like their host doing improv. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you need 10 good minutes. So let's say you have that and you want to you wanna move up. There's, there's not one rhyme or reason to becoming a host. You might get in at a comedy club, and that comedy club books you as a host. You might, like you said, uh, get a following or, or make profiles and videos and email it to all the comedy clubs, and some of them might book you. I don't think that works no more. It, it could. I, yeah, I've never done that. But, but I'm sure people get booked that way by email, hitting up the booker, being persistent with the booker. But I think for me, and I, can, I can't speak for you, you could chime in. For me, the best method has just been making friends. And there's no one that helps you more than your friends. So you might be grinding, doing open mics like this guy said he is. And then all of a sudden, this guy who you've been doing open mics for years gets a headlining gig. He, he gets a viral video, and now he's a headliner. And now he gets to bring whoever he wants, and you're his buddy. So to me, it's just kind of being friends with people that, get success and they they try and hook it up with their yeah. boys what, what would you say i mean <clears throat> nowadays you can fucking like you just said one video can make you go from an open mic to a headliner yeah um <clears throat> i would just say be honest with yourself record yourself listen to yourself let other people listen to it and ask for real opinions about how you are as a comic like i love real opinions from comics, not from... Yeah, fucking, from people you respect. Not from you fucking YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you suck. All right, bitch. Oh, yeah. YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, um, just uh, be real with yourself. Like, um, I'm lucky to be on the road with two comics that critique me a lot and tell me, like, look, the way you're doing it, it's funny, but you ain't talking about shit. It's like, you right. Let me get a little more personable. You know, so uh, be real with yourself. Like, if you can kill it at an open mic in LA, you can kill it at, at a real show in LA. Yeah, for sure. Like that's hands down great advice. But don't be killing it in front of your buddies because you're gonna fall flat when you come to a real comedy club. Because comedy store got motherfuckers from all over the world that come watch potluck. So. For me, I never asked those kind of questions. How do I become an opener? How do I become a feature? Maybe I thought about it, but it's like I didn't wait for that shit to happen. I would, if no one was booking me on their show, then I'm making my own show. Yeah, I'm right. You know, if if no one's opening, bringing me on the road to open for them, then I'd go hit the open mics in those in nearby cities and try and get in at those clubs. So I I would say rather than kind of trying to figure out how to get to that next step, just keep creating content and being known as a funny guy and those things will just come on their own at least for me that's what it was it wasn't like i was going up to headliners hey can i open for you because i want to be i want to be a host or i want to be a feature they just ended up getting to know me because i would book them on a show or whatever it was yeah when you ask bro that shit don't work because when i was asking nobody fuck with me yeah i became a feature when i didn't want to aggressive <laughs> being aggressive is a big turnoff at least for me when someone when someone hits me up and says hey can i do this i'm like man i was gonna have you but you asking really pushes me the wrong way yeah. and uh yeah man you just 
It'll happen. Yeah, you just gotta. If yeah. you're funny and cool and are and are working hard, it'll happen. It'll, it might not be when you want it to happen, but if you love this thing, consistency you keep is key, bro. Consistency is key. You don't even gotta be that funny. Is there <clears throat> a story you have? Final question: Is there a story you have? You've been in the game now what ten years? Yeah. 11, 12. 11, 12 years. Like consistency for, consistent for like the last five, six. Five, six years. Is there something that maybe a failure story you have of something that could have happened or an audition you've blown, something where you're like, man, wonder what my life would be like if I had just done that properly? Um, Nah, bro, because everything, I like losing. You know, I'm, I don't like winning all the time. You know, I like, no, keeps you humble keeps you hungry, keep you working on yourself. But I mean, there was this uh there was this uh NBA finals commercial that I'm pretty sure I blew. What you what happened? Um so uh, I did too much and the guy that guided we pretty much looked similar and he just like I was I went in there to try to be like a comedian, the mm-hmm. the fucking cause I had like three callbacks and it was just me and him, you know. And I went in there and tried to crack too many jokes, was fucking dancing and shit. shit. Like, I was just doing, I should have just. Yeah, you're like, oh, they want a comedian when really they just wanted a guy. I should have just went in there, act like a regular motherfucker, giving somebody a haircut with slight humor. Mm-hmm. There you go. Easy to say in retrospect, but whatever. At least it was just a commercial. But I, I mean, right. yeah, like, I don't know how it is about you, but I ain't, I don't really audition much. Most of the, most of yeah, the shit neither. I get. It's because the motherfucker see my comedy and be like, hey, bro, like, look, I got this for you. Like, this is you. I'm telling you this is you. Right. So it's like, comedians, we don't we don't audition too much. Yeah. I mean, I would. <laughs> I'd go on auditions if they were sent my way. I don't but even worry about it no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's definitely not something I'm, like, pursuing. Right. I'm not hitting up agents <laughs> or things. It's just, that's a grind. That's of, another grind. And, it, and that, like, okay, this whole shit. This whole shit show is a lottery, but that's just a true lottery. You go in a room and audition against 50, 60 other dudes that look like you <laughs> and that are you. And it's like they pro- <laughs> pro- the casting director probably knows who they're picking right. even before the audition. Yeah, it's all bro. about who you know. So it's like it's just such a crapshoot of When I was auditioning ways. a lot, I stopped going. Yeah, there was some. Dude, I remember there was one, this commercial audition in Santa Monica at 5 p.m. So you'd have, it'd take an hour to drive there. To go against 50 dudes that look like me, I'm like, I'm just not going to go. And I just didn't show up. Because man, just... I've, walked out of, I've walked out of auditions, man. Oh, yeah. Some of them you show up and they're doing improv games. Yeah, I'm like, man. And you're just, This ain't goofy shit. This ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All money ain't good money, man. The motherfucker it's not me... worth it. I walked out of an, an audition where a motherfucker want me to play a taste bud. I'm like... <laughs> Dude, sometimes I'd rather, I think to myself, I'd rather get a job than do this, you know? I'd ra- Dude, I'd rather wait tables and, than do this game right here. I not, feel bad for actors, bro. They got to go sit in them dumbass acting classes. Oh, my God. If someone around. who's, when I meet someone, they're like, I'm an actor. I'm like, what do you, why? Why would you do that to yourself? You got a fake British accent, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, No, thank you. Yeah, man. Fuck that acting game. Anything you want to plug? We're on here. What's your podcast called? Um, so, are we really brothers? We just rebranded. Um, the fat pessimist is my own little short me talking shit slash podcast. Um, follow my Instagram, David Lucas Funny. Uh, that's about it. Check him out, fellow door guy. 
funny guy, nice guy. Thank you for doing the podcast. God bless yeah. you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. That was fun. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed 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 therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. stop starting these little intros outros with all right it's a a tick a nervous thing i do hello again did you enjoy the episode was it fun was it as good as my intro hyped it up to be i think so if you didn't like it uh fuck you shouldn't cuss in these i think that hurts the advertising if you didn't like it uh screw you and also If you did like it, make sure to like down below. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Leave me a review on iTunes. All those little things help. Follow me and the guest on social media. Repost it. I don't know. Do a little part. Let's try and get some more free wood signs, huh? Let's try and get, uh, let's try and take this podcast to the next level. Build with me. You could say, oh, I've been listening to him since no one listened to him. And it's probably, you know, probably no one's going to ever listen to. But maybe, who knows? Who knows? I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.